Hello and welcome to the Best Boys Podcast. I'm Best Boy Dan. And I'm Best Boy Justin. And we are here today, gathered in these hollow halls, to tell you the top ten anime you must watch. That's why we're here. Um, basically, uh, Best Boy Justin and I stumbled across this uh, Watch Mojo top ten of like the ten anime you quote unquote must watch, and we have strong opinions on what they had to say and. We're going to tell you where they're wrong and where we're right. Yeah, um, and there's so nothing you can do to stop that. us. Yeah, we have the podcast, so unless you break down these doors to Studio WEEB, it's it's happening. Or I guess you could um, just turn it off, but don't do that. No, 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 you you can't do that. That's, like, illegal, I'm pretty sure, in at least 47 states. Yeah. Um, but first, we're going to hit you with some news, and I want to start everything off by chatting a little bit about something called Undead Unluck. Okay. Um, Best Boy Justin, are you familiar with this? Ah, I feel like I've heard the name before, but beyond that, I can't really say. I, I might have mentioned it to you. So this is one of the like new mangas that I've started reading, mm-hmm. and I th- I think you would really enjoy it. I am obsessed with it right now. It's... It's really good. Let me ask you this. Do you like great action? Yeah, I'm a fan. Do you like a nice, uh, slow-burning love story? On occasion. Do you like really creative world-building? No, I hate it. Put it in the okay. trash. Well, it it has all of those things. Um, so the basic like premise of it is there's this world our world basically um and there's these people called negators and they have these abilities that kind of break the rules of that world so like one character undead can't die like his power is undead whatever would make him dead he doesn't work basically so he can regenerate and there's like stipulations to everyone's powers so um for instance, Unluck, the other kind of main character, uh, has to touch the person in order to activate the Unluck. And, like, basically, if you touch her, the more she likes you, the worse the Unluck will be, or depending on the duration of you touching her, will depend on how big the Unluck will be. And it can range from anything from, like, you know, a truck hitting you to, like, a meteor falling from space and, like, <laughs> killing you. Okay. Um, so undead recognizes unluck as like a uh, a possibility for him to finally achieve true death. Uh, so knowing that she has to like you for it to be at full power, he ventures to try and get her to fall in love with him, so that she can unleash the mightiest unluck that will finally end his life. So you have that kind of like love story underneath all that but it just keeps building and now they're at the point where the goal is to kill god (laughs) as one does and and i'm here for it because it's it's wild yeah (laughs) so i i i would strongly recommend it um i think I, i don't think this has an anime but it it's bound to get one because it would translate so well. Yeah, that was going to be my follow-up question because, like, I, that sounds like something that would get an anime. Like, yeah. yeah, it's it's definitely like 
it's a it's a great shonen for sure but i think if you like a little love story in there you'd enjoy it too yeah absolutely um, the other thing I want to talk about before uh, Justin gets his time and then we jump into the news is how good Blue Lock is. You're not caught up, right? Not even a little bit. Uh, I So I won't talk like any specifics about it, but it has been climbing. Like sports anime is my favorite genre of anime. I just love the hype that comes with it. Um Usually, like, the, you know, all, all the kind of, like, shonen elements to it. Like, for me, it, like, sports anime is all the best parts of, like, shonen amplified. Uh, and I think Blue Lock is just absolutely crushing. It's one of those shows that's only gotten better and better. And with sports anime, as you build on the characters and they develop their, like, powers and their abilities and all that sort of stuff, like... It can be, like, sometimes hard to kind of keep one-upping it, but on every front, they just keep every match is, like, more intense and better animated and more exciting than the last one. So I, I think this is going to be a contender up there with, like, Haikyuu and Hajime no Ippo as, like, one of the best of all time when all is said and done. Oh, wow. Okay. So uh, if you have not jumped on the Blue Lock train, do it. Jump on that train. Yeah. Um, and I cede my time to you, best boy, Justin. Very well. Um, yeah, I don't really have a whole too much to talk about this week. I'm still not watching a ton of anime yet again. But um, I did want to talk about how I am going on a crusade against the term mid. And I'll tell you why. I'll tell you a story. Like mid-century modern? Yes, exactly. I can't stand when they describe things as the middle. No, when you describe something with mid as like a judgment or based on its content or whatever. So like the reason why the reason why I started thinking about this is the other day I was at work, right? And I had a sandwich for lunch that I had ordered from this place. And was it mid? No, well, here's the thing. My my manager was like, "Hey, what are you eating?" I'm like, oh, "I got a sandwich, Italian sandwich." And he's like, "How is it?" And I was like, "That's yeah, all right." And he goes, "Mid?" And I'm like, what? And he's like, it's mid. And I'm like, no, it's fine. And he's like, yeah, that's mid. And then I realized why I hate the term mid so much is because it's okay for things to just be okay. You know? Oh, yeah. And thinking about that, I was thinking about that in relation to anime the other day. And the reason I was thinking about it is because I was watching um, Farming Life in Another World. And Farming Life in Another World is a show that is just okay it's fine like it's one of the better harem shows that are out there um it's you know funny it's a, a funny slice of life like it's not gonna win any awards or change anybody's life but it's fine it's just okay and like i feel like we when we've started we've st we start describing things as mid as like a pejorative and it's like oh oh yeah that's mid but like it's okay to be mid like, not everything has to be the best show you've ever seen in your entire life, because who has time for that even? Um, well, I I think it's it's in contextually, like a lot of people will refer to things as mid to write them off. And like, there are plenty of anime that I watch that I know aren't good, but I watch them for specific reasons. Right. So, yeah, it, it, it seems silly to 
write something off just because it's not perfect because inevitably you're just not gonna have a whole lot of things to watch yeah exactly and like not only that but you you lose the value of things that are that don't necessarily transcend your anime viewing experience but are still just fine and just enjoyable to watch just because they're okay you know like i've been enjoying farming life in another world because it's kind of simple it's like I, i understand the conceit of the world and I don't have to think too much about it. And because there are Oni maids and I'm, yeah. I like Oni maids. <laughs> Mostly for the Oni maids. <laughs> well, no, well the Oni maids don't even come into like halfway through the show. So there are other things I like about it, but that was like the, the seal, the deal for me kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so that's my, my campaign to, uh, to, to ban the use of the word mid. I'm going to be going before Congress tomorrow to give my testimony. <laughs> Um, no, I mean, I just was thinking about that the other day and I was like, oh, that's it's like the, the, the word has always rubbed me a little bit the wrong way. But I was like, eh. and then I finally was able to put my finger on it when I was talking about an Italian sandwich that was just OK. So there you go. There you go. I'm going to go put my my soapbox away. Um, but with the soapbox being put away, I think that's a wonderful time to, for us to check in with Studio WEB for some anime news. That's right, best boys. We have all the anime news you can cream like corn. Ew. <laughs> Disgusting. Uh, I, so I literally just pull these out of my brain like the minute it's time and it kind of scares me where it goes <laughs> i'm pretty sure you pulled them out of somewhere else uh my cornhole yes <laughs> um up first uh i love this story uh one piece manga creator ichiro oda has been playing around with ai for the last few months last december he made ai draw lucy nope uh Lucci? Luffy, uh, Luffy. It's L U C C I. I'm I'm not I, super far into One Piece. I well, okay. <clears throat> and uh, he thought it was hilarious in the process of changing the intimidating man into a small girl. He then drew a picture of Luffy's incredulous reaction and posted it uh, as a video on the One Piece official YouTube channel. Oda's newest AI adventure goes one step further. He asked ChatGPT to write him the next One Piece chapter. Uh, the One Piece Twitter account posted the entire exchange, prefacing it with Oda asked the taboo question. In Oda's first message to ChatGPT, he says he can't think of the next One Piece story, so he asked G- ChatGPT to write an especially interesting one. The AI obliged by detailing the story about the King of Shadows, who kidnaps Chopper, and in order to defeat him, Robin connects with the Shadow Tribe from her past. With the help of newfound allies, the Straw Hat crew defeats the Shadow King. What do you think of this story, the AI asked Oda. It has Shadow controlling villain, a mysterious race of Shadow people, and new friends. Robin's role will also be very important. Readers will want to pay close attention to her knowledge and actions. Oda then replied, sorry, this is boring. Can you present a more interesting idea? ChatGPT then launched into a whole story where aliens secretly live among the captain and crew. The aliens' home planet was destroyed by an evil spaceship, and they boarded on the One Piece ship to pursue the enemy. 
The captain and his crew help the alien in their pursuit. In their journey, they stop at an island where an evil witch lives. The witch plans to steal the alien's star fragment, which is necessary to restore the alien's home planet. The captain uh, and crew team up to defeat the alien, or to, with the aliens to defeat the witch and then restore the alien planet. This time, Oda seemed to like the story, and he replied, Thank you. I'll write it exactly like that. So... Keep your eyes out, One Piece fans. It looks like aliens are coming into the story. I mean, so in my very limited experience with One Piece, I'm only like halfway through season two. I can say that enough weird stuff happens in this show that like, if that happened, I would not be like, oh, this is weird. Uh, I will be interested to see if anything like that happens. If he just like throws in a little nod somewhere at the very least or something. Or maybe they just do the they they condense it into like a, a bonus chapter or something. Oh yeah, like uh, oh it might be like a good like uh, you know how they have the little drawings in like manga between uh, chapters in mm-hmm. the like what are they called taco they're taco called bonds? omake oh the the chapters are called omake and yeah tenko bonds is for the term for volumes <laughs> tanko bonds I said taco bonds taco bonds <laughs> like too word. whichever. Um, so yeah, I, I thought that was interesting that, uh, Echiro Oda, you know, is, is leaning on the chat GPT too. I mean, um, one less interesting side story about chat GPT though, is that people are flooding, um, short story magazines and, and like literary, uh, outfits with AI written short stories so badly that a lot of them have completely closed their unsolicited submissions um, Yay, which the is AI are destroying art. <laughs> yeah, which is a really bad thing because uh, that means that even more than ever, which it was already a problem, uh, the literary industry relies on nepotism and, um, you know, knowing somebody who knows somebody in order to get a story published. Um, yeah. So, yeah, and you can thank the people who are like... Um, like the Andrew Tate people who are like, you always have to be on your grind because they were like using this as like, oh, this is a way to up your income by like writing, getting AI to write these short stories and just submitting them everywhere. <laughs> Listen, it's better than the <clears throat> one I heard where he like was telling people to like get your little cousin in the car and drive him around his paper route and then pay him 20% of the profit. Yeah. Uh Anyway, that's enough, Andrew Tate. Let's talk about a way more wholesome story. Yes. Wait, no. (laughs) This is definitely not wholesome. Um, Katakawa uh, (laughs) launched a new label for audio media on Wednesday, and its first product is an ASMR featuring harem in in the labyrinth of another world, heroine Roxanne. The recording will add an original scene to Roxanne's quote-unquote first night with the anime's protagonist, Michio. The ASMR stars Roxanne's anime voice actress, Shiori Mikami. Uh, In the ASMR's visual, Roxanne is holding a Mimikaki ear-cleaning tool against her breasts, implying a sensual experience. The situations will include puffing into the ear, Ear cleaning on Roxanne's lap, oil massage, hair cleaning at a close distance, together on the bed. Uh, it's all par for the course for Harem Labyrinth in the Other World, where many of the above situations happened in the anime. Ear cleaning is a new one, though. 
the physical album, which I shocks me that they actually made a physical the physical album. album. I'm sorry, I've been so quiet throughout this story, but I that's that phrase just uh, the physical album. Yeah, okay, I want to put this on my shelf. All right, go on. Oh yeah, uh, and uh, it shipped uh, on Friday and is available through the Mimical and DL site streaming platforms for uh 1650 yen or about 12 US dollars. Uh and in the most anime twist of all, Katakawa is releasing a pillow using the ASMR visual. It, the luxury pillow is made with uh peach skin and is designed to be a hug or lap pillow. Katakawa's online store is selling it uh in Japan for about 11,000 yen or about U- uh $82 in the US. Um, (laughs) I I don't even know where to begin with this story, uh, except for that when I found it, I was so ridiculous that I went to send it to Justin and actually accidentally sent it to my older brother. Yeah, that. (laughs) (laughs) Which is like of weird anime shit to like send to a normie. This is, this is like the weirdest and he was like what did you send me and then i like had to (laughs) explain it and he hasn't texted me back yeah you're probably not gonna ever talk to him again yeah oh it was was nice while it lasted (laughs) there's just so much about this story like first of all just like so we can get this out of the way she is his legal property because she's a slave um so don't don't forget that um a slave that he purchased with the intent to sleep with yes so there's that's why he bought her so it's problematic from the jump is what i'm saying yeah i oh man it's can you imagine (laughs) being the cashier at that store and watching someone come in and and check out with that album the physical album the with physical copy. i can only hope that whoever is working at that store just doesn't know like i just hope they just don't know you know they just oh, think it's another God. weird you know anime thing because okay so here's the thing like I, if it weren't for the subject matter i wouldn't even care about the story because like asmr it's a little silly it's not for me but like people are into it so like i don't care um the body pillow again not my thing but people are into it obviously because they can get away for selling these things for eighty dollars um eighty two dollars that's that's bonkers but, to me. but like that is far from the worst body pillow around like we see body pillows I, that you're yeah. like <laughs> even at like anime nyc we saw some body I've pillows and some we were like that stuff. should be illegal mm-hmm. um but like just the 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 fact that it is this this weird slave sex anime story um yeah it's just wow well, good job anime yeah um that's that's about as much of that as i can take yeah. um to wrap up my section um I actually have what I think is a really cool story. Okay. With Creed 3 marking the ninth movie in the Rocky and Creed franchise, Jesus it can be Christ. difficult for fights. Yeah, right? 
just difficult for fights to feel fresh uh, across the movies. So for Adonis Creed's next next outing, director and star Michael B. Jordan is turning to anime. Speaking to IGN as part of IGN's FanFest, Jordan listed a number of his anime influences and explained, quotes, uh, without nerding out too much, you've seen so many fights throughout the Rocky and Creed franchise, and I really wanted to put my spin on it, you know? How to make these fights different. And, you know, from Hajime no Ippo to Megalobox to Naruto to My Hero Academia, all of those different anime that I watched growing up, there's an inherent spirit uh, to them in how they fight. And the bonds and the relationship and all that good stuff. But it's very similar to brotherhood and the bond that we have and his relationship to his family as well. So I tried to key in on some of those key moments. And yeah, there's a lot in the fights. I would say that from Dragon Ball Z universe, there's a punch in me and Damien's fight where there's a Dragon Ball Z punch that's in there. So I think it's awesome. And kind of I watched a review from... um, this guy, Chris Stuckman on YouTube, who does a lot of like movie reviews. He's making his own movie, but he also does a lot of anime reviews. And, and he was talking about how watching this, you could really see the anime inspirations in the fight choreography and the way that they are filmed. Um, and specifically, like he he mentioned that same like Dragon Ball Z punch. So I'm interested to see that because it it seems like it's almost lifted straight from the anime. Um, yeah, but I think it's awesome. I I think that there's a definitely a way that anime fights are done, and I, I think it's interesting to see Hollywood starting to kind of draw from that that well more. Yeah, I mean, I'm definitely, I'm all here for Hollywood drawing, you know, inspiration from anime, but goddamn, just let this series die. I haven't seen a Rocky movie since Rocky 4, and I haven't enjoyed a Rocky <laughs> movie since Rocky 2. So, like... What? You didn't like Rocky 4? I didn't like any movie after Rocky 2. I I will staunchly disagree, because I love anime. I also love Rocky. I've seen... Uh, I haven't seen Creed 2 or Rocky Balboa. Um, Rocky 5 is terrible, but I love me some Rocky 4. It's it's like, it's the Cold War, but boxing. I mean, I don't know. I just haven't, like... <laughs> I, I just I, I need I need this, I need this to die. Like, I need this to become, to go the way of, also, like, lethal weapon. Creed. Creed's really good. <laughs> This needs to go the way of like lethal weapon. Like just, just let it be what it is. Stop making more. Strong disagree. Keep making more. Do more anime stuff. I'm all about it. Do anime stuff in a different show. Uh, speaking of doing anime stuff in a different show, we have some show updates for you. Yeah, it's time for the updates. Yeah, uh, just to, as we're tracking the new season uh, coming up for spring of 2023, we have some like new dates of some stuff coming out and a couple things in the far off future. Uh, April 1st, uh, which is less than a month away uh, at the time of this recording, yeah. uh, we're going to get three new shows at the very least. Uh, My Love Story with Yamada-kun at level 999. 
the Dangers in My Heart, and Hell's Paradise, which I read the first volume of the manga for, and I just got the second one. I'm excited. This one I think is going to be pretty dope. Okay, neat. Yeah, I'm familiar with the first two. I haven't. I'm not familiar with Hell's Paradise, but awesome. Um, next up, we have uh, April fourth. Kubo won't let me be invisible. Will be reappearing on air. Um, what that means specifically is they are going to be in, in um, broadcasting it again on TV, starting with the first episode. Um, so uh, after that point, they'll be continuing on to complete the series. So I believe the um, the first new episode won't come out for about seven weeks from them. But at least we have kind of a time frame for where we're going to pick back up on this show, uh, which we only got the first six episodes of. Uh, before it had to shut down for COVID. Yeah, that's an interesting way of handling that. Yeah. The next day, uh, April 5th, uh, we're going to be getting Konosuba, an explosion on this wonderful world. That's going to be a big one. Hell yeah, I can't wait for that. Um, April 7th, we have Birdie Wing, Golf Girl's Story, the second season. Um, this is interesting because I actually, I did not watch this show, but I keep getting a com- coming across my feed uh, somebody on Instagram did like a joke, like 30 second review of the show. Um, and he's like, he's like, oh, God, a golf anime. What are you how are you going to get me to care about a golf anime? Like, I don't what is a bunch of old men. And then it shows the main character. And it's like, excuse me, I'm now going to make this anime my entire existence. Um, so maybe I'll give the show a shot. Yeah, I've been hearing good things about it. Yeah. Um, April 9th is when the big one drops, and that's Demon Slayer Swordsmith Village arc, or Journey to the Swordsmith Village arc. There's a bunch of different translations of it. Um, But Demon Slayer's back, baby. Yeah. Um, Isn't it actually in theaters today and tomorrow? I think so, yeah. Like, the first couple episodes or something like that. I think it's like, Um, there's, like, the first episode is one of the, is like a 90-minute one, and I think they're playing in theaters. So by the time you hear this, that will not be true. So sorry. Yeah, just go back in time and watch it. Yeah. Or just wait until Uh, April 9th. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Also on April 9th, my clueless first friend uh, will also be premiering. Yay. Um, And finally, in the distant future, we have two points to keep an eye on. Uh, First up, the original Zoids franchise has been uh, teased a return uh, on its 40th anniversary celebration. Um, so that would be, that's huge. I'm super excited for that. Um, and finally the Pokemon franchise gets a new Pokemon concierge, uh, stop motion animated show coming up on Netflix. Um, I don't know what that entails. Dan, are you familiar with that at all? What is Pokemon concierge? Yeah. So, so I watched the, um, Pokemon day announcements and, and they showed like a little like teaser clip for it. Um, and like, it just has like a cute little like Psyduck walking on the beach uh, it's about a concierge at a Pokemon hotel, so uh, it seems to have very like chill vibes to it. It's a co-production between Netflix and Pokemon, um, so it's interesting to see where Pokemon is branching out to and where Netflix is branching out to, so we'll keep an eye on this one. Interesting. I, I kind of, I, I've been really wanting to see a new Pokemon property that takes place in the detective Pikachu universe. Like I want more of that. When is that going to happen? Uh, supposedly they're working on like another movie. And are, um, are they going to do it right and have Danny DeVito play Pikachu this time? 
God, I hope so. Um, <laughs> there's also, I have to remember the name of it, but there's like a Pokemon series uh, that takes place. Uh, it's like on YouTube, I'm pretty sure. Um, but it's like kind of a, a real like version of Pokemon based off the games. Oh, okay. Um, so like it, it, the first like battle is like... Um, essentially like red ver or blue versus red mm -hmm. or red versus blue. Yeah, yeah. Red versus blue. And it's like back when the like rivals were like a holes and uh, it's like Charmander versus Squirtle and Charmander gets his ass kicked. Like he normally would. And it's like horrifying because Squirtle's like gnawing on Charmander's face and he has to like return him to the Pokeball before he gets killed. Jesus Christ. Yeah, and it's like little YouTube shorts. I'll, I'll find it for you. Yeah, okay. All right. Um, um, it's pretty good. Awesome. Moving on, um, I am going to go ahead and start my news section, and we're going to start it off with a little Gundam news. It's a Gundam! That's right, Best Buzz. Sunrise's Gundam.info website has announced that the Gundam Factory Yokohama facility, which houses a moving, life-sized RX-78-2 Gundam statue, will remain open until March 31st, 2024. Uh, the staff cited the continued widespread interest to visit the attraction, despite the lingering domestic and overseas travel restrictions due to COVID-19. Uh, the facility was originally slated to close down on March 31st, 2022, after a limited time run, but it was already extended once before to March 31st, 2023. The 18-meter high, life-size moving Gundam held its grand opening for public viewing in December of 2020. This is awesome. That gives me another year to get out there and see it. Probably won't happen, but it sure would be nice. Um, have you seen the the, the uh, videos from this one, Dan? Yeah, actually, I have. They they were popping up on my YouTube like a week ago. Um, it's actually really impressive just watching something that large move. Yeah, I mean, it, like the movement in and of itself is not impressive. Like it's like a moving platform that mimics the motion of walking. But like the fact that they can make something that big move in like what appears to be a, at least a lifelike way, pretty impressive. Uh, and it's also just really cool. Um, the, the thing that's so weird to me is like, I thought these were all like permanent installations. It's odd to me to build, you know, a 60 foot tall, you know, life-size moving Gundam and then be like, yeah, we're just going to keep it around for a few months. Well, I can see why it wouldn't necessarily be a permanent installation because they do, from what I understand, require a lot of maintenance and staffing to run. Um, but I, I don't I, I definitely don't understand why they're so limited. Like it was originally supposed to be only for two years. Um, and like I can see like maybe keeping it open for five years, like being like, hey, we're going to open this. It's open for five years and then we're going to close it. But like two years, that's a little like short term. But hey, I don't run the business over there yet. Anyway, <laughs> speaking of things that I don't control the business of, um, Crunchyroll lays off about 85 employees globally. That sucks. Um According to one employee with knowledge about the recent terminations, the layoffs included employees in the United States, Moldova, France, Germany, and Australia, and primarily affected the company's marketing and engineering sectors. Uh, the source did not know if the layoffs had only affected full-time employees or included contractors. Crunchyroll president Rahul Purini uh, informed staff about the layoffs in an email on February 16th. Um, the email cites the integration of the Funimation and Crunchyroll teams as the reason behind the terminations. At an all-staff meeting, Crunchyroll leadership informed employees that those who were laid off will continue to receive benefits throughout the severance period. Multiple uh, sources cited that the decision was not a cost-saving measure, but a rather a measure of resolving redundant roles. 
Um, according to, uh, to one source, Crunchyroll had an estimated 1,400 full-time employees prior to the layoffs, though it should be noted that Crunchyroll declined to answer questions about the layoffs or the amount of staff it currently employs. Um, and I mean, we, you know, we knew this was going to happen when we, um, you know, when we first covered the possibility of a Crunchyroll and Funimation merger, um, but it still sucks. Um, you know, this is just kind of how things work in the corporate world now. It used to be like when a, when a company merged, that meant that its business was growing and that it needed more people. And now kind of it just means that we're consolidating under smaller and smaller umbrellas. And yeah, it's more like accus- it's like acquisition for content and, you know, yeah, intellectual property and, and things like that. Uh, I did the math. It's a little over six percent of their workforce. Um and uh, as long as they're still having issues with their iOS app, uh, why you, why are you getting rid of uh, you know engineers? Yeah, I know it's, it's silly. It doesn't <laughs> seem like a thing that you would. I don't know. Anyway, I mean, it's moved on to my iPad now too. This this is why this is why I am kind of bummed out about the whole like consolidation culture going on, not just in anime, but in media generally, but a little bit of good news, breaking news. In fact, just happened. We just came out um, like hours before we started recording this today. Um, High dive has announced that they are actually um, entering into a partnership with um, from its subsidiary Sentai Filmworks uh, and Japan's Mayanichi broadcasting system. Um, and they are going to be uh, basically the 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 streamer outside of Japan uh, for all of Mainichi Broadcasting's anime, um, and I think they they also announced uh, one as one of the first shows as part of that um, merger that they're announcing is the most heretical last boss queen from villainous to savior, um, which is a twelve episode series based on the hit. Fantasy light novel by Tenichi and published by Ichi uh, oh, Ichi Jinsha. I've never seen that one before. Um, so yeah, at least you know, even though they, we do have this kind of consolidation under the umbrella of Crunchyroll, um, there are still other anime sources out there. So hopefully, there will be some form of competition and and other people in the space. Well, and and one thing I'd like to highlight too from that article is uh, something that I learned, which was that AMC like owns a subsidiary, which owns uh, high dive. You knew that. I told um, you that I, I had forgotten it, but it, <laughs> I find it, <laughs> I find it interesting that they have kind of these ties to this larger network the same way. Like Sony essentially owns like uh Crunchyroll and, yeah. you know, Funimation by proxy. So it, it is, it's nice that these uh, predominantly American companies are placing such a big bet on, you know, anime. Like uh, Netflix is another good example of it. It's, the wave has been starting probably over the last decade of like anime acceptance. It's like really entered the mainstream culture, all that sort of thing. I think we are at the precipice of a turning point where it's like really going to enter the mainstream, you know, with things like um, the last of us doing so well commercially. Um, I, I think that people are are starting to open up to these kinds of uh, forms of media that have been historically more fringe and, and are really starting to kind of 
really break into the mainstream like we haven't seen before. Yeah, absolutely. Can't wait. Um, and I'm also happy that Crunchyroll has some serious competition. But yeah, absolutely. Um, I I wish there were more you know names in the space, but the fact that there isn't just one is also good. Um, yeah. And moving on to the final news story for the day, uh, the official YouTube channel of Mataroshi Mara, Mara uh, premiered the Naked Peak Climb the Mountains of Madness pilot anime film. Uh, based That's on the, also the name of my porn film. Absolutely it is. <laughs> um, because it's based on the Cthulhu-themed tabletop role-playing game uh, Kyoki so Sanmyaku Jashin no Sanre, which translates to Mountains of Madness, Summit of, Ev- of the Evil Gods. Um, so yeah, that's what you can look forward to from Best Boy Dan's sex tape. Um, the staff describes the story as such. A flight to Antarctica lip, uh, turns into a frantic rescue mission after the plane mysteriously vanishes. Efforts to locate the missing passengers lead rescuers to discover the plane's course set for a never-before-seen mountain range, the largest on Earth. Towering over 10,000 feet above sea level, the Everest-eclipsing eighth wonder of the world, officially nicknamed the Mountains of Madness, draws attention from the world's best climbers and thrill-seekers. Although they have conquered the tallest peaks in the past, Earth's new vertigo-inducing heights are surpassed only by the dreadful horrors awaiting at the top. Madarushi launched a crowdfunding campaign in October 2021 uh, to fund the pilot anime film, which was initially titled uh, Kyoki Sanmyaku and is the first step toward an anime film. Uh, The campaign for the pilot anime film received the 2022 Campfire Crowdfunding Award in the Animation and Manga category uh, for raising more than 14... (laughs) Wow, that's a lot. 1,400% of its goal, netting more than a million U.S. dollars from almost 12,000 backers. The full-length movie is now in production, and behind-the-scenes footage will stream on Mararoshi's YouTube channel. Um, The Cthulhu Mythos-themed tabletop RPG Kyoku Sanmyaku... Uh, Jashin no Sanre takes inspiration from H.P. Lovecraft's similarly titled book, At the Mountains of Madness, and is a focus scenario that has players exploring and climbing a, a mountain in a horror-themed story. Um, I think this should be officially licensed as a sequel to uh, Encouragement of Climb. Um. <laughs> <laughs> to me, this is like the opposite of um, Made in Abyss. It's like, rather than go into a hole filled with horrors, we're going to climb up a mountain filled with horrors. Yeah, I think that's great. Um, the story sounds interesting to me. My favorite part about it is that if H.P. Lovecraft was alive, he would hate this, which is a good thing because H.P. Lovecraft was a bad person. Don't ever Google yeah, what he named his cat. Um and yeah, but I think this will be interesting. I'm I'm excited to see this kind of emergence of crowdfunding as a means of production. Like, you know, what does it mean when... And, and oh my god, I just looked up what he named his cat. I told you not to. Oh my god. I, told, I literally, best buds, you heard me tell him not to. I am guilt-free oh on this one. Jesus. I am absolutely That's guilt-free awful. on this one because I told you not to do it. <laughs> He's right. Don't do it. Um, so, uh, what was I saying? Oh yeah, crowdfunding. I mean, it, it's kind of a whole, it's a different world now when you can consider like, um, you know, an anime doesn't need to have a major studio backing to get made um it doesn't need to have some producer decide it's a good idea when you can crowdfund for like more than a thousand percent of your goal um not saying that that's a perfect solution to anything but it is an interesting evolution um i like that it takes you know power away from you know the 
the corporations, right? Like it puts it in, in the people's hands. I mean, um, it, it doesn't entirely because there is still a corporation <laughs> behind this, but like it does somewhat, you know, give some power back to the viewers, I suppose, in some way. Yeah. Um, uh, and I think it sounds like a dope ass story. So it does, I, yes. I am looking forward. I will be in line to see this movie when it comes out and we will report on it for sure. Absolutely. Um, but with that being said, you know, I think we can go ahead and enclose the book on the, uh, this edition of anime news. Um, let us know what you think. Are you going to be watching this <laughs> mountains of madness anime, uh, are you going to go with me to the Gundam factory in Yokohama to see the life-size Gundam statue before it closes? Are you going to pick up uh, the album version no. of the ASMR If you thing? If you are going to do that, do not let us know by hitting us up on Instagram at bestboys underscore pod or sending us an email at thebestboyspod at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. With all that being said, it's time for us to dive on in to the meat and potatoes of this week's episode. I can't believe you looked up the name of the cat. <laughs> I told you not to. I mean, there's there's like racism and then there's that. <laughs> right. When I first heard that, I was like, there's no way that's true. I, it's just like... It's not even, like, in any realm, like, even as a racist, like, a good cat name. <laughs> right? Like, at the time, people had to have been like, bro, is that really your cat's name? Right? Even at the time. as racist for the day. That's right, Best Buds. We got a hefty helping of meat and potatoes for you as we break down Watch Mojo's top 10 anime you must watch list while simultaneously providing you with the Best Boys must watch list. Uh, for this, the criteria for us was like essentially you have, and like if someone is to watch anime, these are the ones that they have to see. Yeah. Right. It's not like a recommendation you would give to a friend it, uh, that like might be tailored to them. These are like the quintessential anime out there. Yeah, and I think that definition is important because like this is not this is not the list of the top ten best anime that have ever been made or like the top Agreed. ten like most influential anime. This is and and this is going by the the criteria that is established by Watch Mojo. The top 10 anime that everyone should watch, meaning, um, you know, it should have at least some kind of broad appeal. Um, it should be important in some way, but it's not necessarily the best anime ever made, you know? Mm -hmm. um, yeah, so, so uh, let's dive right on into it. Yeah, so up first, uh, Watch Mojo comes out swinging at number 10 with Steins Gate, which I love. Um, but we do not have on our list at all. Yeah. Um, for a, a few reasons. For me, it's a matter of Steins Gate is super dense, and especially the first I, few episodes are difficult to get through unless you're already like accustomed to anime. Yeah. Uh, especially the first episode makes zero sense the first time you see it. And by only... the sixth episode it makes a lot more sense. And by the end of the show it makes a ton of sense. But 
And not only it's not only lot. is it like you, it doesn't make sense if you're if you're not into anime. It is also very heavily catered to specifically fans of sci-fi anime. So like, mm-hmm. it is it is a really amazing show that does not ha- that has like a very specific core audience that it wouldn't be what I would describe as like anime that everybody must watch. You know? Yeah. If you love time travel, if you love mystery, like this is a top tier show and honestly i think one of the best like animes out there absolutely um but not one that i would say like you have to see i would say that there are a core group of people who would very much enjoy it um if they gave it a chance and like got through the first few episodes um but i I think it's definitely like something you have to be somewhat prepared for yeah um our list, we went with number 10 as uh, Demon Slayer, uh, which is a pretty easy recommend, I think, for just about anyone. It is a shonen show. I, I've, I've never really seen Demon Slayer as, like, a particularly groundbreaking show. It's it's not doing things in the shonen genre that we haven't seen before in, in various things. It's just a matter that this show is, like, peak shonen. It is shonen, polished, shined, uh, in its, like, most pure form. Yeah. Uh, and and it's it's entertaining. It's the, the what was it, 2020 uh, top movie, grossing movie of the year. It was Mugen Train. Train. Yeah. yeah. I mean, um, th- this show is just, like, all around is kind of unimpeachable as like a show that everyone should watch because it has broad appeal. It is technically very beautiful. Um, uh, oh yeah. Ufotable does an amazing job blending CG and, and traditional animation when they're not doing tax fraud. Got them. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no demon slayer, definitely an easy recommend for number 10 on the anime that everyone must watch list. Um, Moving on to number nine on Watch Mojo's list, they have listed Mobile Suit Gundam. And for the life of me, I have no idea why. Because, <laughs> we, okay, so we, we don't have a Gundam show on our list. And that is pretty much because. Shocker. I know, Considering right? Best Boy Justin. <laughs> I know, right? But, like, here's the thing. Like, I recognize that Gundam is, is a very niche kind of fit fandom although that is expanding a little bit with what we have now for like witch from mercury but like i would never put gundam as like something that everyone should watch because it isn't going to be a thing that everyone would enjoy like not even a significant majority um well and especially and, mobile suit Gundam. yeah and especially mobile suit gundam which is a thing that i don't like even people who are looking to get into uh, to gundam is not where i recommend them to start because the the animation itself is so dated like it, it, it's it's in from the 70s and it shows um you know if, if i were to if i were to like recommend a gundam show for someone to get into uh, depending on what their like kind of interests are, I would kind of steer them more towards Iron Blooded Orphans or maybe Gundam Double O, um, or Witch from Mercury, or Witch from Mercury. Yeah, I just you know they're not the first season isn't complete yet, so I wouldn't necessarily give them that one. But um, yeah, so Mobile Suit Gundam that's you know number nine for Watch Mojo and is a real head scratcher for me. Um, 
for our number nine, we have listed Ghost in the Shell. Um, and Ghost in the Shell... Which also blows my mind as not on Mojo's list. Yeah, because Ghost in the Shell was one of those fundamental, like, touchstone anime... Um, it's a, uh, in like, if there was a quote unquote anime canon, which I'm not suggesting there is or should be, but if there were, it would be a part of it. Um, because it is, it is, it is a sci-fi show that has broad appeal for just about anybody who's interested in a kind of like a, a mix between an action show and a psychological thriller. Um, you know, Ghost in the Shell has been an influ- a major influence for all types of media, not even just anime. Um, and the story is one of the best out there when it comes to, like, if you're looking for a psychological drama, whether you like um, sci-fi or not, Ghost in the Shell is going to give it to you. And, I mean, you know, we're, we're, we're just considering the original movie as a part of this list, but also there is the 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 TV, the TV television anime series, uh, Standalone Complex, which is also very good. And they um, never made a live-action movie. They never made a live-action movie, and it definitely didn't star someone ridiculous like, I don't know, Scarlett Johansson or something. Like, <laughs> that would be crazy. That would be nuts. Um, but yeah, for our number nine uh, of our anime that everyone must watch, we have Ghost in the Shell. Yeah, I, I think when it comes to sci-fi, like there are very few directors, creators, you know, anyone in that business who will not you know, casually mentioned Ghost in the Shell as, like, one of their influences. Yeah. It kind of changed the landscape of sci-fi. Um, and is, in terms of, like, just cultural pieces from Japan, like, absolutely one of the, you know, top movies to break out into the West. So, just historically, like, this is just contextually to kind of understand the you know cinematic world we live in i think it's an important thing to see absolutely um i love how on number nine watch mojo goes to like the core of justin and then number eight it goes to like the core of best boy dan which is dragon ball z they have on their list Mm -hmm. and as someone who owes like pretty much their like infatuation of anime uh starting to dragon ball z I, it's nowhere on our list and i <laughs> i wouldn't even have it maybe in my top 50 so here's maybe the thing. even 100 <laughs> for I, like must watch i understand why they have this on their list it's because they don't they're not brave enough to say what has to be said like we are which is that Dragon Ball Z is not the show for everyone. They won't it's say also, it. They know that they, if they didn't put it on their list, people would come for them in the Menchies. We know this and we don't care. I, so, like, here's my thing with it is, like, there is a special place in my heart for Dragon Ball Z. But when I look at it objectively in 2023, it's not great. <laughs> like... It's it's good. It's historical. It certainly has its place in anime history. There's definitely a lot to love, and and you know a lot of people to who love it and cherish it and all that sort of stuff. But like there are shows doing better fight scenes uh, out there. There are shows telling better stories. Like 
it started a lot and it a lot of things owe i mean a lot of anime owes a lot to dragon ball z just in general um but in terms of shows like people must watch it's not worth making someone sit through 500 episodes you know 200 of which are filler because they're trying to like you know stave off uh time until uh akira toriyama can write more manga like goku screams at frieza for like six episodes <laughs> <laughs> like it, it is historically important it is definitely not a show you must watch yeah um in a totally different direction for our number eight we're gonna go with oran uh high school host club and actually uh, this is a good place to point out where when we're putting this list together we do not we did not do one-to-one like they recommended stein's gate but here's the show we recommend instead we built our own top 10 list from the ground up that's why some of these matchups don't make sense. I just realized we didn't say that at the top. Um, yeah, I, I, what I think the reason too that we're going like one by one with them is, as you'll start to see, uh, in the beginning, totally different. There are four that we have on our list that they have on theirs, which we haven't covered yet. Um, but I think it is interesting to see where they all fall. Yeah, just um, just wanted to some say of the that we actually have pretty close opinions on. Yeah, I just wanted to say that just so you don't think that we're saying Dragon Ball Z <laughs> sucks or on high school host club is better. Yeah, it, you're not gonna like Dragon Ball Z, but you'll love Oran host club. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but I do think you will love Oran host club. Uh, whoever you are, this one is, I think. Uh, uh, one of the more interesting ones on our list, uh, and Best Boy Justin, you have not seen this one, correct? No, this is the only show on our list that I have not seen. Um, this one, uh, I I w- was like fighting for this one really strongly, um, specifically because uh, for a lot of people, this was their first non shonen show. Um, this is a you know romance it's a uh what's what's the female equivalent of shonen of uh, of shonen shoujo shoujo that's right i wanted to say jose but i knew that wasn't right no um but yeah uh so this is a shoujo show uh it's essentially about like a woman who joins an all-male host club uh and kind of the her interaction with the characters and the love story uh it's a little bit slice of life uh and it is just top to bottom broadly appealing very well done it is an easy palatable entry into something uh, that's not just, you know, shown in, I think like so many people get exposed to the Dragon Ball Z's and the Demon Slayers and all of that stuff, like right off the bat. And that's their perception of anime. When this came out, it kind of empowered a lot of women to get into anime, uh, or young girls to get into anime. Uh, and the thing that I love about this is to me, it's, it's shoujo in nature, but like it has such a broad appeal that I don't think it matters how old you are, you know, your sex, whatever. I think there is a lot to love just about the story and the characters present in it. 
Yeah. So Excellent. that's that's Love my it. spiel on Oran Host Club. Watch it over Dragon Ball Z. There I said it. <laughs> <laughs> Coming in at number seven uh, on Watch Mojo's list of anime that everyone must watch, and also our list of anime that everyone should watch. We agree on this one. Yeah, this is our first kind of head to head. We have Attack on Titan. Um, you know, this is where this is where on the list between Watch Mojo and the Best Boys. Um, where our our kind of opinions start to converge a little bit on this one. Uh, Attack on Titan was kind of one of the shows that kind of... The thing that it did was let adults know that anime is something for them, too. You know, and, and mm-hmm. it, it kind of did that for a lot of the people that I talk to who are into anime now, um, where it's like, oh, you can also tell a shonen story... That is, you know, very, it's very psychological in nature. It's dark. Um, It's got the kind of Game of Thrones thing going on. Like, who's going to die this week? Um, But more importantly, it is just a fantastic story. Um, It is doing the, it is doing a thing in, you know, the kind of fantasy genre that hadn't been done before. Um, So it's, it's groundbreaking. And it's overall one of the most, you know, one of the most hyped uh, anime properties out there at the moment. Um, you know, we're currently moving into season four, part three, subparagraph C, section oh, nine Did you of see the final season. Up the first episode, too. Yeah, they're doing it just to <laughs> just to spite you now. They're like, they're like, oh yeah, they're gonna love this. Um, but yeah, I think it, you know, number seven is a good spot for it on this list, um, and it definitely does belong on this list. I feel. Um, so, you know, finally we, we've gotten to entry number seven and watch Mojo got something right. Um, <laughs> we're coming for you. Watch Mojo. <laughs> um, yeah, we, we actually have no animosity towards them. No, we just, um, theirs was the most recent list we found. Yeah. And, and this is actually like, we've kind of wanted to compare and contrast our opinions to a more like culturally mainstream top 10 list for a while. And this seemed like a good time to do it. Yeah. Um, uh, for me, Attack on Titan, what I'll say about it is, like, this is the show that I recommend to normies, right? Like, this is the show, I think, like, this, and to an extent, Sword Art Online, when it came out, was, like, the time where people who weren't traditionally into anime were like, hey, this is, you know, coming up in culture enough that I've heard of it, and I'm interested in it, and might even check it out. Like, yeah. I know... Attack on Titan was available on, like, Hulu and stuff. Um, so, like, it was accessible to people without Crunchyroll um, uh, subscriptions and things like that. So uh, it is also a show that really lends itself to the medium of anime, right? Like, I, I have a hard time imagining Attack on Titan done any other way well they uh, have a stage play anime. so <laughs> <laughs> they do have a stage play and there is a live action movie of it uh, yeah. in japan but to me like the predominant way of uh, of ingesting it is through the anime version of it come at me manga readers <laughs> oh boy uh, you just your, but... your menchies are gonna be <laughs> spicy tomorrow boy um 
but yeah, it, this is this is a wild show. It is not for the faint of heart, but if you have not dipped your toes into those um, titan infested waters, make a point to do it because it is a thrill ride from start to finish. Yeah, I mean, God knows when it will actually finish. <laughs> yeah, I mean, when I when I when people ask me for an anime recommendation and they're not super into anime, I usually ask like, "Do you like Game of Thrones?" And if they say yes, then I'll say, "Watch Attack on Titan." Um. And if they say other things, then we go from there. But, um, yeah, that's Attack on Titan. Yeah. Uh, in number six, we go back to disagreeing. Uh, number six, Watch Mojo has Hunter Hunter, which I love Hunter Hunter. I think Hunter Hunter is great. Uh, it is hard for me to see it as, like, a must watch right i think it is if you're into shonen it's one of the best it's, absolutely uh it, it tells a great story um it it doesn't have like the same polish that demon slayer does uh it doesn't have a particly succinct ending um well because it's not complete it's not complete, um, and hopefully it will be complete. I know the mangaka has started writing it again, um, but you know it's 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 hard because like I love I love Hunter Hunter, but it's just it it doesn't have that je ne sais quoi to be like a a must watch. Yeah, like it's it's hard to recommend it as a show that everyone should watch. Like this is not. It is probably one of my favorite shonen out there, but I can't really, I can't get my head around it on this list. It's it's a show that I recommend to people usually after I've recommended several other shows. Yeah. Um, for our number six, we have what <laughs> we mistyped as March comes in like a loin and have specifically <laughs> never changed back. But the actual title is March comes in like a lion. Uh, March which, comes in like a loin uh, would be how, if it was, if it was a song by like blink One Eighty Two. That is all. <laughs> loin. <laughs> uh, that's also the name of my sex tape. Oh um, no. <laughs> uh, but yeah, March Comes in Like a Lion is also what I refer to as Sad Boy Plays Shogi. Yeah. Uh, or Depression, the anime. Um, this show is unbelievable. It is one of the best representations of depression I have seen in media. Um, and I love how it kind of counterbalances that with the coziness and comfiness of uh, the kind of sister's household. Mm -hmm. um, and it is, I mean, it's basically about an orphan shogi, which is like kind of like Japanese chess, not really. Um, like shogi player who is dealing with depression and it lives on his own. And it's, it's a sports anime, it's a drama, it's got little bits of comedy, um, suspense. It is beautifully drawn. This is, to me, a work of art and kind of one of those things that show 
how anime can be art. Like this, this when we have the time to rewatch all three seasons of it, we will absolutely do an anime as art episode on this one. I've been slowly doing a rewatch of it. I've been watching the dub while building Gundams, but I just haven't had time for that in the past couple weeks. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, this show is, um, it is a masterpiece of drama in anime. It is probably the first drama anime that I watched and really enjoyed. Um, and it was after watching this that I began watching shows and movies like I Want to Eat Your Pancreas, Your Lie in April, um, you know, some of the other heavy hitter drama anime out there. Um, but this was the one that showed that kind of it was like the test case for me that showed that drama anime can be really good. Um, and I think it's one that it, it, that I think everybody uh, can enjoy. Yeah, I, I, this is very different than everything else on the list, I think. Sans maybe one thing, um, but is an absolute must watch in my opinion. Absolutely. Moving on, we're going on to number five. We're in the top half of the list now, and Watch Mojo for their number five has Gurren Lagan, which is the 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 only one on this thing I think you haven't seen, Best Boy Dan. Yeah. Um. But uh, Gurren Lagan, which I, is weird because I love Trigger. <laughs> I know, right? I still have no idea how you haven't watched this show. But um, I love Gurren Lagan. Gurren Lagan is one of the anime that I watched. Without knowing what Studio Trigger was, it was like one of the earlier shows that I watched when I was getting back into anime as an adult. So like I had been watching Naruto, I watched, you know, a couple other shows, and then I watched Gurren Lagann, and I just absolutely loved everything about it. But it is so hard for me to recommend it as a show that everyone should watch. Because if you're familiar with Studio Trigger, you would know you'll know that their kind of animation and storytelling and things like that can tend to be like really over the top and like kind of very stylized. And I just think that that would alienate some people like as 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 a masterpiece of a show as it is. And it is. Does it belong in the list of top 10 anime that everyone must watch? And I just don't think so. Um yeah, you can't say everyone must watch it and include people uh, who might go into epileptic shock yeah. if they watch it. <laughs> um, but for our number five, we've got a show you might be a little familiar with, uh, Cowboy Bebop. Um, Which, again, they never made a live action of. They never wonderful. made it. It's crazy how they never made a live action of this show. Um, um, speaking of which, quick side tangent. Uh, they did make it. It was on Netflix. It was terrible. Don't watch it. My favorite part about that, though, is that the creator recently released a statement. I was like, you know what? I'm kind of glad that they made it. I watched like the first episode, turned it off, was like, this is not Cowboy Bebop. And I realized that since they made it so bad, it made the original more special. Wow. Savage. <laughs> Which is like the harshest burn. Yeah, you really doesn't get any worse than that. Um, I wanted to like it so bad, too, but it was just not good. Um, but anyway, moving on, we're talking about Cowboy Bebop, the anime, um, and this is iconic. There's no way it can't be on this list because for so many people, um, you know, this was this is the only anime they've ever watched. Like there are people out there who didn't know, like when I first watched this show, I didn't know it was a thing that was called an anime it was just a show that was on Midnight Run. And for so many people who never grew up to be interested in anime at all, watched and loved this show. 
um, because it has very broad, interesting appeal. Um, first of all, it's like it's got it's got the cool factor going for it, right? Bounty hunters oh in God. space. It looks cool. It's got the cool music. You have Spike, who is like the you know the protagonist from like you know like a film noir almost. Um, it, the show is is great from from the writing to the visuals. Um, it's just an all around amazing show, and you know I think it definitely belongs on the list of of shows that everybody must watch. Um, and also Mo watch Mojo agrees, but they have it in a different place than we do, um, and we're going to talk about that. Best boy, Dan. Yeah, uh, I, they have it in number four. So uh, while telling you about that, I'm also going to um, give you my kind of opinion on it. Uh, I'm also just popping back into our top ten list of OPs and EDs, uh, and we have Tank in our top ten. Of course, it has to be. Obviously. Um, so yeah, it it's like actually near the top. Um it is it's iconic, right? Like there are very few people out there that will see imagery from it and not immediately be able to recognize it. Um it 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 just like it is vibe the anime basically. Yeah, and I want to um, be clear, the so. reason the reason it's on this list isn't because it's iconic, but we are talking about it as iconic. For a reason. Yeah. It's also, like, just a pretty dope story. And in terms of, like, character piece, like, one of my favorite out there. Um, but, yeah. We we think that it was great. Definitely top five. But not quite worthy of number four. And number four is uh, another kind of, like, surprise i think maybe for a lot of people on the list and and that's your lion april for the best boys yeah um your lion april is what i refer to as a fault in our stars the anime mm -hmm. um which is all i'll say about that um but it, this is another like beautiful like musical anime drama um, love story, like, I I don't know if you can watch this and not cry your eyes out. I mean, <laughs> like, yeah, this, it is... This wrecked me. <laughs> th this show is probably one of the best drama um, anime out there, if not the best. Um, yeah. It is a masterpiece from start to finish, basically. Um, yeah, it, it's like, you know, I recently saw the movie The Whale, which is kind of just this, like, tragic uh, story about humanity, like, a a member of humanity. Uh, and this has similar vibes just in, in its pedigree of, like, how well it is done. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Uh, so if if you're out there and you're willing to, like, break out of your comfort zone, I think this is a must watch because you're going to be hard pressed to find a story that hits quite like this one does. Absolutely. Um, coming up next, we have uh, for the number, the number three slot on both watch Mojo and the best boys list is full metal alchemist brotherhood. Um, 
And I think this is an easy, you know, an easy addition to the list. I don't think the list can exist without this show, really. I, I don't think there is a top ten list that can exist without Full Metal Alchemist or you specifically know, the, Brotherhood. I think, <laughs> yeah, the, or the my anime list uh, community will like come out of the cracks and like attack you. Yeah, in your sleep. Um, but yeah, I mean, Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood is. It is the best version of this this already very good story. Um, I mean, it has a little bit of everything. You got your drama, you have action, you have suspense, intrigue. You know, you've got, you know, this kind of story that it, it takes place in a world that is really kind of interesting and well brought together, you know. Um, for so many people, uh, so many people came up watching Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood uh, not Brotherhood, uh, watching the original Full Metal Alchemist on, um, you know, Midnight Run and uh, Adult Swim. Um, and then, you know, I, I've heard a lot of people go, oh, I didn't even like the story until I watched Brotherhood. And then the whole world just kind of opened up for me, you know. Um, I'm one of the few people who liked the original. I didn't dislike the original, but I was way, I enjoyed it way less than when I came back and watched Brotherhood. I actually didn't watch Brotherhood for a long time because I was like, eh, I've seen Full Metal Alchemist. I'm not really interested in doing a rewatch of it. And like, I don't know if Brotherhood really brings anything to the table that the original didn't have, but it absolutely does. Um, the, the storytelling is just so much more concise, uh, so much, so much better done. Um, I think than uh, Full Metal Alchemist, the original run, um, but overall, I think that you know, as far as a show that everyone should watch, it's extremely approachable. Um, it is uh, it, it is the kind of story that will that will definitely grab you from the beginning, like you're you're invested pretty much from the first or second episode, um, and it's it's you know it's it's uh, it's got very broad appeal, I think. Yeah, to me, this is this is one of those ones that's just easy to refer to as a masterpiece, right? Like, there, I I don't think there is anything on either of these lists that people will complain less about, right? Like Full Metal Alchemist, I I just I don't hear critiques about it because from top to bottom, it's like damn near perfect yeah um even even our number two and three slots have plenty of critiques to them or sorry one and two slots um have plenty of critiques to them uh but full metal alchemist is just like one of those shows that is is just great um and there's just not really much to say bad about it absolutely uh, it, it, it's to me, it is kind of like if I were to think of like anime, an anime that just embodied anime, it would be Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. Yeah, I think that's a pretty safe assumption. Yeah, absolutely. So, I think with that said, we'll move on to number two, which Watch, Watch Mojo has One Piece, and it, which it... <laughs> I like. I'm not even gonna like deny how great One Piece is because, like, even as someone who hasn't like followed it like super far like i can recognize etero oda as uh, a a genius of our time right like in terms of artists like i think oda will go down as like one of the greatest of of that generation and will kind of like his work will kind of live on forever um 
but it is it is it is hard to recommend people watch a, a show that's over a thousand episodes long and barely over halfway through the story. Yeah, I mean, here's the thing. Like, I think this is another one like Dragon Ball Z on the list where they're like, uh, if we don't put this on the list, people are going to flame us. But like, it doesn't have to be here, guys. It doesn't have to. Like, the show is amazing. I, I can say as somebody who's recently started watching it, I love the show. Um, but God, I would never recommend this as a show that everyone must watch. Like, there is just too much. There is so much. I've been I've watched over a hundred episodes, and like every now and then, I realize I'm barely ten percent through what's out right now. <laughs> um, so like, yeah, this is not. Uh, this is this is if this were a list of like masterpieces of anime, I could see having having one piece on there. But for as far as anime that everyone must watch, no. Yeah, I mean, even even if just for. Uh, just for the length of it it's kind of disqualifying yeah um however our number two is evangelion yes which like it is evangelion is just an art piece a really really fucked up art piece yeah um but I even to this day there's there's nothing like it I I think out there there are things that that draw from it for sure um but it is a wholly unique story a wholly unique way of telling that story it is um a mecca on the surface but kind of like meditations on you know Catholicism and all sorts of other things like uh, underneath it it's just a a wild ride and get in the robot Shinji. Yeah, I mean Evangelion is it was one of the original the OG anime masterpieces out there. Um this show is so has been so widely influential that there it's funny to me that there are anime there are references in anime and manga from this show that people don't know because they've never watched it. Like I remember um what was the show we watched where someone was, oh it was Bochi the Rock. Um <laughs> Bochi the Rock and she said she was she woke up and she said, Oh, another unfamiliar ceiling. And I was yeah. <laughs> and you you were like, ah ha, ha, that's funny. I'm like, that's an Evangelion line. Like and there are people yeah. who are watching that show and just like have no idea. They have no idea how many Evangelion references are in like every manga and anime. Um and I think just for that reason alone, it's worth watching. Just so you'll all of a sudden be like, oh, I get that joke now. Um, or like, oh, that's where that line came from. Yeah, I think it's 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 an important piece just from that point of view. Uh, but also just an amazing story. Like you said, it spans so much. Yeah. And, and I, this is another example of something that like this one i can see like maybe more so than attack on titan being made into a movie but i i think you would lose a lot of kind of the the core thing that made it special in doing that mm-hmm. this is one of those things that like is just done so well by anime and the animation it's definitely like one of the older ones we have on the list, but I think it still looks amazing even by today's standards. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, and and not in a way that like, you know, like Shinjan is timeless, right? No. <laughs> but like <laughs> in, in a way where it's just like 
the artwork and what they did with that, especially for the time, but even nowadays is just so amazing. And and God, that OP is like, dude, <laughs> like Cruel Angel's thesis is, uh, ha. To me, it's like that and Tank are probably like the top two OPs of all time. Yeah, like I hear it everywhere. It's everywhere. You know, like yeah. it's it's a thing that people who don't even watch anime will recognize. They may not necessarily recognize like, oh, that's the OP from Evangelion. But they'd be like, oh, I've heard this somewhere before. Um, yeah, <laughs> usually some choir singing it somewhere. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so for that one is our number two. And it is also Watch Mojo's number one. Um, now... Our Which, number like, respect one. because it, it is really good and deserves to be on this list, but I and, can't believe Watch Mojo left our number one off their list. Yeah, and I mean, like I said earlier, I'm not here to establish any kind of like anime canon or like I don't want to canonize, you know, anime in any way, but like to me, if you're talking about shows, anime shows that everyone must watch. It would. It is an oversight to not have Akira on your list, and in fact, it is at number one, which I think it absolutely belongs because Akira is kind of was more than just a movie; it was a cultural phenomenon, um, and it still is. To this and it day. still is. It inspires so much of what we watch. Not even like you know, we were talking earlier about Hollywood being inspired by anime, but. Hollywood's been inspired by anime for a long time, and Akira is one of the the, the movies that Hollywood directors, especially in the sci-fi space, oh, it's the preeminent have, one. Have been yeah, they've been referencing for a long time as an as an inspiration. Um, and you know, to, to as we're talking about shows that everyone must watch, first of all, the argument can be made purely from a historical standpoint alone that everyone should watch this movie. But there's so much more oh. than that. Um, yeah, I think if you're a student of of like film and film history and all that sort of stuff, like you can't not include Akira. Like Akira is like huge for the Rachowskis, for um, like uh, James Cameron, like every unbelievable director you've ever seen. Um, What's the guy who does uh, did Inception and all those movies? Um, he's mentioned it before. Like it has inspired everyone. And and the last thing I want to say before I hand it back to Justin too is when we were making this list, like this was a hard list for us to make. We had like almost thirty anime that we narrowed it down to ten. Mm-hmm. Uh, Akira was never in question. It was number one from the jump. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, you know, we were talking about this kind of like this lofty, you know, I looking at it as a masterpiece and as like a cultural touch point. Like, even if you don't care about that, if you're not a, a student of, of cinema or, or literature, like this show is just the movie is just good. Like, it is one of those that it approaches storytelling from such a unique and interesting point of view that everyone, not everyone, okay, there's going to be people who don't like it, whatever. But, like, most people can appreciate it just from a storytelling storytelling standpoint of how good it is, how well the story is told. Um, the way hey, Can it, I tell you a confession? Yeah, what's up? I, I am one of those people who doesn't actually really like Akira. Oh, wow. But, 
<laughs> I, I know. I'm I know. one crazy, of those people crazy, who doesn't right? really like you. <laughs> so here's the thing is like, uh, I, the story just like doesn't hit for me in particular. However, I still watch it and recognize like, this is like a masterpiece. Like, I recognize the story as good. It just like for me very specifically, it's it's not my particular cup of tea. It's not like the thing that I would like go out to like watch for enjoyment. However, I've seen it a good three or four times because I am I do enjoy like film and and film culture and and all that sort of stuff. And I recognize how much of a masterpiece this work is. Right, but right. like I was and, saying... And it kind of goes back to your conversation of, like, talking about mid, too, is, like, you don't have to, you know, love things for them to be impactful or to get something out of them. Like, I can love the animation of it, the cinematography of it, the composition of it, all of those sorts of things, and, and not like other parts of it, but still recognize that this is one of the best works in in cinema, period, not just anime. <laughs> right, but what I'm trying to get at is even if you are not somebody who is approaching things from like this love of cinema or this love of anime, like you, you're not approaching it as an art form. Even just as a movie, people can definitely be uh, enjoy this movie. And it is one of the most beloved anime movies out there. Um, it's definitely got a heavy sci-fi lean to it, um, but there's kind of a lot more going on. It's like a lot of discussion about the military industrial complex you've got a lot of intrigue in that regard um it's just a really well done movie all around and it's it's something that i think definitely everyone should watch like if there is a, a if there is a, an entry on this list where it's like this this is like oh the the anime that everyone should watch this is the anime that everyone must watch in my opinion oh yeah oh yeah yeah i i think just to kind of understand the world you live in it's important to watch but aside from that like i mean how old is akira now like almost 40 years old somewhere thereabouts yeah and and the animation like they do stuff in that that i still don't think they can accomplish today in, in a lot of cases um animation wise it is unbelievable i will warn people that there is definitely some body horror stuff going on in that so, you know, maybe watch with someone who can tell you to cover your eyes if that's not something you're into. But I'm still going to recommend that you watch it. Yeah. Um, because, like, it is... And again, like I said, it's not necessarily, like, my favorite, like, in terms of story. But I do recognize that, like, this story is great. And regardless of how you feel about any other part of it, I can't imagine anyone watching it and not just being enthralled and amazed with what they are presented with like it is like it, 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 this is the movie that they include on you know top 100 films you must watch before you die lists right like this is you know spirited away which is you know also considered the only academy award-winning anime movie of all time uh is, is like not on these lists the same way that you see Akira on these lists. Like there is a reason why it is in just invaded the culture over the last 40 years. 
Yeah, absolutely. So that's that's our top ten list, and and you must watch them all now. You must. Um, that is the rules. But yeah, this is the way. This is the way. Um, but yeah, let us know what you think about our about our top ten list. Do you think it's better than Watch Mojos? Do you think it's worse? What would you change? What is your top ten uh, shows that everyone must watch? Look like. Hit us up on Instagram at uh, Best Boys Pod, uh, Best Boys underscore Pod, or send us an email at thebestboyspod at gmail.com. Thank you very much for tuning in. We hope you enjoyed this episode, and uh, we look forward to seeing you again soon. That's right. Bye. Yeah. Bye. Also, I want to put something at the very, very end after the credits roll. Okay. You ready? Yeah. I'm really glad that everyone is catching on to Bochi the Rock, but we called it first. It was our it was our anime of the year <laughs> before Reddit's. I don't want to hear anything. We called it first. Okay. Okay. Agreed. But also, can we <laughs> very briefly discuss how Reddit also put... Uh, what is it? Encouragement to climb? Is the yeah, best well, that, that was their that was their jury award. Like they had like selected like a panel of like of, like, of get people. The fuck and out I have here, no jury. idea how that happened because like I enjoyed Encouragement of Climb, but how did that make Anime of the Year by any stretch of the imagination? That doesn't even make my top ten Anime of the Year. Yeah, but there are so many like like content creators and like like. You know, other other anime of the year awards list where Bochi the Rock is coming in number first, but we did it first. I don't we, know. We were we were early on the Bochi hype train. So if you want more early winner calls, stick with the best buds. Yeah, and that's the end. Ah. Uh. Uh. <laughs>